0: Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks!
1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. I'm Dan here with Big Cass. It's late on a Thursday night, Cass. Uh, this episode we talked about, but you know, it's we're going to do some uh, some award previews. Uh, some tailgating tips, and then we're gonna, you know, kind of touch upon, you know, the the Super Conference drama. But Cass, uh, <laughs> I'll let you again. I guess I guess I'll let you kick it off since uh, you have the list right in front of you. Which award are we gonna start with?
0: Um, let's do Coach of the Year. Okay, we're gonna work backwards. Coach of the Year, all the way up to Heisman, um, and stuff like that. Uh, Coach of the Year. I left off. Uh, Two names, obvious. Ryan Day will never win it again. This is National Coach of the Year. These are national, not Big Ten, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, so I left Nick Saban and Ryan Day off just because um, they're always there in the playoffs. They're always contending for the playoffs. Like, I feel like it's National Championship or bust. They're not going to ever win Coach of the Year again. Uh, but I have... Over I I'm gonna start with my over. actually I'm bit, Before I do my over uh, I got I really like. We discussed this off air. I really like Mario Cristobal from Miami, uh, Jimbo Fisher, Texas A&M, Shane Beamer uh, from South Carolina, Josh Heupel from Tennessee. Just those are just off. Those three are just those four are just off of like. I think they can be really good. Um, but can't be enough. You know what I mean? Like, is it going to be enough? Um, I yeah. like Marcus. Marcus Freeman is a hot name. They have uh, he him goes in thirty-five co- in this ranking I'm looking at. And Marcus Freeman somehow goes into Columbus, knocks off the Buckeyes, runs the table, he's coach of the year, no matter what. Like, yeah. Um, overhyped. I'm going Lincoln Riley and Steve Sarkisian as my overhyped. Just because those two, Texas and USC, have been down for so long. That if so somehow, some way them two schools somehow get into the playoffs, no matter what their record is, they if they get in the playoffs, even if they get smacked in the playoffs, they're winning coach of the year. Hands down. Like
1: Yeah, I like I like from the SEC a couple guys. I like Mark Stoops uh with Kentucky. One, he's got the pedigree, you know, his brother obviously Bob Stoops. Two He's got a good roster this year. Uh, you know, really good quarterback uh, you know, coming in. Well he quarterback that's been there. So I think Kentucky could definitely make some noise. And Kentucky's a program where you don't gotta make the playoff. If you win ten games at Kentucky, you know, maybe nine games, you're you're gonna be considered for that.
0: Yeah. Um so moving on, we're gonna go to let's um, let's go to the uh Thorpe Award which goes to the best defensive back. Um, I have – this is my top five guys who could win it and then a player that I like. Uh, I like Cam Smith as a dark horse out of South Carolina. Um, I like Clark Phillips third at Utah. He played very, very well in the Rose Bowl. Uh, Jordan Battle from Alabama. I mean, he's got the resume. Antonio Johnson, Texas a and Eli Ricks, Alabama, and Denzel Burke out. At Ohio State. I I think Denzel Burke's the best corner in the country.
1: It's it's tough the Thorpe Award because Denzel Burke he he might not get a lot of interceptions. It might not you know make a lot of plays because they might they're just not going to target his side of the field. So uh, it's tough. Tough there because if you're if you're a cornerback, I feel like you're like a player like Denzel Burke who plays on an island, locks guys. And Eli, up. Ricks. I yeah, Eli Ricks, I could see. I mean, I definitely could see Eli Ricks making a lot of noise just because he's already uh, a big name. He's going to be at Bama, so um, I mean, I, I agree with all those names you got on their cast. Um, I mean,
0: it's the four safeties that I named that are probably going to get it. Like, this, I mean, Grant Delpit, safety, won it. Um, I mean, outside of last year's Sauce Gardner winning it, I mean, that's just because teams in the American don't know, like coaches and teams in America, in the American Athletic Conference, don't know how to coach and don't know how to, hey, we're not going to throw the ball George Sauce Sauce Gardner's way.
1: (laughs) I like, I mean, if we're talking safeties, Brandon Joseph, uh, who was at Northwestern, you know, played very well against when the Buckeyes played him. Uh, very good player. He's now at Notre Dame. I think he's a guy who's stepping into, you know, kind of same role, Kyle Hamilton. Uh, he can thrive in that defense. Why not Josh Proctor? You know, <laughs> give me Josh Proctor. I think Proctor could be a stud and definitely uh, make some about
0: What about Ronnie Hickman? Ronnie Hickman's a – What are we, a, what are we classifying him as, though? Yeah, like that, exactly, like Ronnie Hickman – and Tanner McAllister, like, what do you classify those two guys who probably will be uh, rotating in and out of the bullet position?
1: I mean, they might be almost like Buckus, Buckus-level guys, to be honest. How about they just do the – I hate to say it, but the Jabir Pepper's the word, the bullet. <laughs> I, they need, I'm telling you, man, they need to create something like that. I, I agree with that. Uh,
0: I, I mean, it's it's, it's I, a
1: completely say, different position because it's
0: – Say what you want about Jabirio Peppers. He did – he's the one that kind of invented that position, the bullet position, and he played it well. I mean, we hate the guy because he went to that team up north, but he, he did play it well. And
1: Yeah, could have had more interceptions. Only one,
0: so <laughs> he was off right. of a tip, Off of a tip pass right
1: to uh,
0: K.K. Hill's hands.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, uh, Cass, right. what, real quick, uh, also – Another guy to keep an eye on uh, at corner, Keely Ringo, Georgia's corner. The guy who had the game, you know, the national Mm -hmm. championship ceiling pick six. Uh, He's obviously a guy who's on the up and up. Will probably definitely be a starter for them. Made some plays for them. So keep an eye on him. Um, The Buckus
0: Award, Noah Swill out of Oregon. Ivan Pace out of Cincinnati. I really like Ivan Pace out of Cincinnati. Drake Thomas out of Washington, Trenton Simpson, Clemson, Ettafuan, Olaf Hoshio um, out of Washington, and hear me out, folks. Don't laugh at me.
1: Tommy <laughs> Eichenberg. I can, I can see it. I definitely can see that, cast. And once again, it's going to be how are we – what are we doing for the buckets here? How are we classifying? Are edge guys getting counted towards the buckets? Is it no, not? because that's a different work. Yeah, if it's I mean if it's because it, otherwise it's Will Anderson walking away with that. It's I like Jack Campbell, Iowa. That's a Big Ten linebacker right there. Uh, I think he he could definitely be a, a, a prototypical guy to win this award. I just think I mean when you think of the Buckus Award, you think of Big Ten football. So it's going to be be a guy from like an Iowa, Wisconsin. I think who and would I can have work an edge fits that. I yeah, can, I can, uh, Now the award that you're thinking about
0: the Negreski Award, best you know. Um, defensive lineman, aka slash the edge rusher. Um, Will An- Will Anderson, Nolan Smith of Georgia, Nick Hybrick of Wisconsin, Andre Carter of Army, uh, Zion Tualupa Futea out of Washington. Washington's got a low key, pretty decent defense, by the way. Um, and I'm throwing these three: Zach Harrison, JT Malau, and Zach Sawyer. I, pending what them three do. I think a big year out of Zach Harrison's coming. Obviously, it's now or never. And then JT, Tui Malau, and Jack Sawyer, number one and two in their class at defensive end. I mean, it's time to shine.
1: I like at Auburn, Derek Hall. He's a senior. Uh, He's kind of undersized. He's only 6'3", 256 pounds. He he flashed, though, last year, Cass. Uh, He's on this list. I think I think if a guy like that, he's going to get chances to play against some great competition. Uh, Auburn probably won't be good. You know, they won't be super good this year. He finished with nine sacks last year. He's a guy to kind of keep an eye on, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, now, interior linemen, this one was tough. Uh, the art, Uh Oh, wait, that's the, the best defensive player. I'm sorry. Um The interior lineman. Where did that go? This is tough. (laughs) The outland, the outland. Jalen Carter, Brian Brees of Clemson, Jackson player Baylor, Kanjaya, Kalajaya, Kalaja, Kansi of Pitt, Jacob Slade, Michigan State. I really like Jacob Slade. He's such a tough kid from Michigan State. Why not Tyler Williams, man? I think, by the way, I was re-watching the Michigan state game last week. And I sent you a text and I said, and Tyler Smith was a monster against Penn state. He was a monster against Penn state. Why wasn't he on the field against Michigan?
1: It it makes no sense.
0: Right. He was so good. We could have used him against Michigan. to stop that run. I think Tyler Smith's going to have a huge year uh, for the Buckeyes. Uh, but outside of those other five guys I mentioned, I mean, it's hard to really, really
1: choose. It's tough to evaluate, in my opinion, because it's it's one of those it's one of those positions that doesn't get a lot of love. Uh, it's it's a gritty position. So I, I think um, I mean, I, it could be a Zach Pickens at South Carolina. Yeah. I think that's that's obviously uh, someone who kind of pops off the list. Brian Brees, Cant Clemson. He's a big guy, Jalen Carter. I mean, I truly do think this award it's going to be probably one of those three. I could see Tyreek Williams making definitely making some noise. Why not? Why not JT Tuilalau? I think you know he could probably make some noise on this. But my guess, in, it's, in it's Zach
0: Harrison. If Zach Harrison moves inside,
1: yeah, my, my guess though, Cass, it's going to go to somewhere in the geographic region of South Carolina and Georgia. I'm just going to yeah. put it. That area, because that's, that's where all the guys on this award list are. I think it's going to go to either a South Carolina school or a Georgia school. Now, the best defensive player, this one's wide open, obviously. I, I mean,
0: outside of one guy, Will Anderson, he's the, he's the favorite pick of them all. But I threw Jalen Carter uh, from Georgia, no, Noel, Noah Sewell from Oregon. I just think he's the best linebacker in the country. I really think Sewell's going to win the butt award, by the way.
1: I, I could see Ronnie Hickman being on this. Yeah. If it's best defensive player, you he, he, he can play obviously safety yeah. linebacker. It's I don't know what his true position is, but he's he's definitely one of the most valuable players yeah. on Ohio State's defense. Yeah, and I have Ronnie Hickman in there. I had Denzel
0: Burke at first, but I put Ronnie Hickman. I switched it, but I I have Eli Ricks also at Alabama, and I threw Andre Carter from Army in there.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, he's going to definitely, like you said, he's going to get the army. Like, if you're at a service academy, you're going to get bonus points. It's just the way this kind of works. Right. All right.
0: Going offensive side of the ball, the Remington. I have a couple Buckeyes on there, as we should. Paris Johnson Jr., Dewan Jones, Caleb Chandler, Louisville, Andre Voorhees, USC, Connor Galvin, Baylor, and I really like Peter Skorlansky
1: of Northwestern. I think uh, Voorhees, the tackle at USC, I think he's going to have a chance to really shine because he's already, he's been there. He's been, he's, he's, he's there at us for a sixth year, six years in college. Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams at Jordan Addison, they're coming to town. That offense is going to, you know, definitely be improved. he's is the leader of that team. If USC has a good run, uh, I think he would be the runaway. Connor Galvin at Baylor, uh, he was the Big 12 offense alignment of the year. Baylor is also on the up and up. I like that uh, that pick, but yeah, uh, like DeWan Jones and Paris Johnson, I, I, they're just not getting enough love in my opinion. Uh, I feel like the Ohio State offensive line isn't getting a ton of love. Uh, I forgot who it was. They they did analysis of Ohio State's roster. They said like quarterback number one, running backs number two, receivers number one, and they said like offensive line was the kind of like the lagging indicator. They were number three. I, I, I think- I think Ohio
0: State's offensive line has got a lot to prove. I think that addition to the new uh, offensive coordinator, defensive court, uh offensive line coach is going to be huge. But now we get to finally play Paris Johnson at tackle where he's supposed to be with Dewan Jones. Yeah. And we're going to see what Paris Johnson can do. Uh, the Mackey Award, tight end, best tight end. There's a couple Georgia guys in here, obviously, Brock Bowers. Michael Mayor of uh, of Georgia, Michael Mayer of Notre Dame, Jaheim Bell, just because he came from Oklahoma to come play with. Um, I think it's the kid from Oklahoma that's come to play for with Spencer Rattler. I might be wrong.
1: Yeah, um, the kid uh South Carolina who followed him.
0: Yeah. Um, Eric Gilbert, Georgia, Brant, Guthier, Utah, and our boy, Joey Royer, baby, Ohio <laughs> State.
1: I like, I mean, I think Joe Royer, I love Joe Royer. I just, I don't think he's going to get enough targets. No, he's a, no
0: it's just a, what I did, what I did is Ohio, if I didn't put Ohio State players in my top five, I just threw a random Ohio State player. Just to see if they, you know, get some, get some love.
1: Um, I got Michael Meyer, Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, I got Gilbert, Georgia, Luke Musgrave at, Oregon State is actually kind of underrated. By
0: the way, I just got a message from Big Game Boomer himself. What did he say? He is gonna he said, let's do it. Let's get him on the pod. Wow. <laughs> I go vacation next week. Uh we're gonna let's see if we can get him on the pod. We have some I'm have him big questions. <laughs> A lot of big questions. I can't believe it's on the pod. Big game, Boomer. Um, I'm going to have him. Hold on. I'm going to message him right now.
1: (laughs) Cass is focused in on this message. I'm trying to think what other awards we got. We uh, we're going to do the Walker after this. Walker, okay. I got I got some good ones for the Dope Walker. Okay. Um,
0: can you send him a message through our Twitter page?
1: Yeah, I'll do, let's do that after. We we got him. That's all that matters. For the Doke Walker cast, I like. I really like. The Alabama kid, uh, Jameer Gibbs, formerly Georgia Tech, now at Bama. I think he's going to put up massive numbers in that offense. I think Saban's going to know how to really utilize his skill set. And honestly, Alabama didn't have a great running back core last year. I know Robinson was solid. I, I think Gibbs is explosive and adds another dimension to them. Obviously, Travion Henderson, Mayan Williams, Studs, I think both of them should well be in the conversation uh blake quorum good player hate to say it but he's he's a really good player i don't know he, why i put cj quorum in there but <laughs> B. John, B John robinson I, I mean he he's gonna be he's a great player he's so explosive yep. uh he'll be a first round pick no doubt i don't see him winning uh just because i think so many people are going to key in on him i could kind of see him taking um an easy approach this season. Cause he knows he's going to be a lock for the first round. So I could see him kind of conserving himself. Sadly.
0: yep. I have, um, B. John Robinson, Travion Henderson, Blake Corum, Braylon Allen of Wisconsin, Deuce Vaughn of Kansas state. And I, I-, I love and the Deuce I Vaughn. Like All
1: right. The Blintikoff award. Why are we even uh, talking about J- JSN next? J- <laughs>
0: Jackson Smith and Jigba, Kayshawn Boyote, Xavier Worthy, Josh Downs of North Carolina. I just threw his name in there because if I didn't throw his in there, name in there, people would yell at me because he's the Blitzkoff winner last year, but obviously people don't watch film, and I don't think he's that great of a wide receiver. Anybody, he's just fast, and he can take screen and he got thrown to a thousand times more than anybody else in the country last year. But I like Marvin Harrison Jr., folks.
1: Yeah, I, lo- I love Marvin Harrison Jr. He's going to put up monster numbers. I like at Oklahoma. It's funny. I think uh, Addison at USC with Lincoln Riley is going to put up less. He's going to put up worse stats than Oklahoma's number one ri- wide receiver, uh, M- Marvin Mims. Mims is a stud. Uh, he's going to get a lot of volume because he's probably going to be the, you know their top target in that offense. I could see Mims being a monster this year. And we have uh, I like Mario Williams Addison's teammate
0: at USC better.
1: Well, yeah, I I agree. I honestly agree, Cass, because he's going to get better matchups too. He's uh uh the, the difference is like JSN is a better receiver than Addison, so he's going to take all the focus. That's why a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr. is probably going to thrive this year, and that's why Mario Williams is probably going to put up monster numbers. I think JSN still gets his. I don't I don't see Addison though putting up crazy numbers again.
0: No. Davey O'Brien, best quarterback. C.J. Straub, Bryce Young, Spencer Rattler. I, I think he's going to have a bounce back here. Caleb Williams, Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina. I That's like who Tyler I had. Van... Yeah. Tyler Van Dyke and JT Daniels, West Virginia, bro. In the Big 12. Can finally sling it.
1: That's going to be interesting because he is a wild card for sure. I mean, there's no way you can't tell me that – you know, a guy who put up pretty good stats at USC, went to Georgia, played in the SEC, won a national championship. Obviously, wasn't the starter, but uh, should have been, in my opinion, much better instead Stetson Bennett. He's gonna go to the Big Twelve. I think he could put up a lot of numbers, uh, similar to like a Will Greer type type season. I I could totally see that. Uh, Grayson McCall, I love. I think, I think that's a a great a great fit. Only three – only six interceptions in his entire career. He's only a sophomore, but he's been at Coastal since 2019, Coastal Carolina, on the up and up for sure. Um, You know, a couple good seasons in a row. Uh, Cass, anyone else you got? Nah. Uh, Moving on to the Maxwell best off. I got one more. I like Cameron Rising at Utah. I think uh, he's a gritty guy, uh, showed a lot of leadership. I don't know if the stats will be there, but Utah I think will be in the, the running for sure. And he, he might be, uh, he might make a late move. All right. The
0: Maxwell, the best offensive player. Uh, I kind of broke it down into five guys, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Bijan Robinson had to Travion Henderson, man. I, I really did. And I'm throwing another one. Grayson McCall.
1: I, I agree with all those. I, <laughs> I don't. I, I have literally nothing bad to say about that. Maybe maybe throw in a wild card. I'll throw in Deuce Vaughn. I like. I love Deuce Vaughn. He's so electric. If you ever watch, he has a great running back name. He is. I mean, he's and he does everything so well. He can like catch the ball, run between the tackles. He can do some stuff on special. He's about the
0: size of. He reminds me of Maurice Jones Drew.
1: He does. It, it, it was crazy. It is if he wasn't at Kansas State, if he played for. Uh, like a Clemson or a, or a Oklahoma or so uh, a much better program, he would be way higher on this list. Yeah.
0: All right. Heisman Trophy. C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Bijan Robinson, Jackson Smith and Jigba and Will Anderson, and I like Tyler Van Dyke. I think he could put up a lot of numbers in the ACC. I didn't have him in the Maxwell, or, um, but I did have him in the uh, Davy O'Brien. But Tyler Van Dyke is a uh, player. A, uh, I
1: think he could be like a September Heisman Trophy winner. It's it, when I look at the Heisman, I, I, I think two things. <laughs> One, for some reason Ohio State is going to get the, they're going to get screwed. I, like, sadly, I think I think ZJ Stroud could throw for sixty touchdowns, not sixty, fifty touchdowns, and somehow he wouldn't win the award. Uh, I think they have such big expectations on him. Sadly. I can see a guy, oh, Wisconsin, they're running back. Uh, was it Braylon Allen? Yeah. Yeah, Allen. Allen for sure. I think that's an underrated pick. Uh, who else? Uh, Hendon Hooker, Tennessee. I think a lot of people are kind of on, on that for some reason. Uh, I can see it, though. Um, I think that's really, I mean, that's really all I want to add to that list. Um, I'm just scrolling down. Adrian Martinez is still on. <laughs> He's out. <laughs> Kansas State. Watch out for Kansas State
0: in the uh, in the Big Twelve. They can run that option. Adrian Martinez, if he
1: doesn't turn the ball over, and Deuce Vaughn and Adrian Martinez, baby. That's actually a good good combo. I'm not going to lie, cast Adrian Martinez and Deuce Vaughn. That offense is going to be a little interesting. Right. Uh,
0: before we move on, uh, shout out to my brother. Got his barber's license. He's an official barber, state of Ohio. Go on his Instagram, cast underscore cuts. Book you an appointment at, at the wool exchange in Lancaster on Columbus street. Go on Instagram, book yourself a uh, an appointment. He, he's, he's, he does a great job. He's a fantastic, uh, barber. And he, I mean, he's only a couple of days old though, but he's been cutting my hair for almost a year. I get to go see him tomorrow before I head to the Bahamas for a week. Go, go get your haircut from Cast Cuts at Wool Exchange. Hit him up on Instagram.
1: Oh, yeah, I need to get a haircut. I need to shave. I need to do a lot of things. What I don't need to do, Cass, is worry about my tailgate setup because I did want to do this segment. Uh, I was kind of looking forward to this. Uh, with a few, you know, about a month and a half until week zero, college football starts. I just wanted to go over and kind of talk to everyone about tail, tailgating and just, you know, a checklist to have. Tailgate-making protocols with Dan. Yeah. Welcome welcome to your tailgate checklist, checklist with Dan. So, as we know, a lot of people might not be able to make uh, the Notre Dame game just because uh, it's an arm and a leg to get a ticket. So, you know, some people might be tailgating at home. Well, I've, I've, I've compiled a list, and here are some essentials. One – Number one and most important thing is going to be your grill. Uh, I have a Blackstone, but I too. some people, if you don't have a yard, go, go to Walmart, get an electric George Foreman grill. You can use it in an apartment. It's Most leases allow. I, I have a Blackstone in an apartment. <laughs> yeah. Well, screw your lease. Who cares? Or you can do that. It's fine. But you need some type of grill if you're going to be at home. Uh, I think that's the big key. Uh, for just you know, burgers, all, all, all your tailgating food. Two, you need some type of sound system, uh, either speakers that can hook like amplify your TV. It could be a really good TV with a great sound system, or you need some type of Bluetooth. I got I got a football, uh, like a, a, fo- a Bluetooth football that you can basically get the Buckeyes or on the radio. Uh, Number three, make sure you order your jerseys now from DH Gate. They might get here in time. Uh, You're giving yourself—it's close, a month and a half before the season. Get your jerseys in though, because you're going to want it for the tailgate. Number four, number four, you need you need at least at minimum at minimum two TVs. Because there's always going to be the one, you know, Ohio State game or the big game on whatever, you know, it, it could be the game day game, the the, the primetime game. But there's also always going to be another game that might be an upset, um, and you're going to be wanting to tune into that. So always have two TVs at minimum uh, for your tailgate. Uh, it, it should be at least three in my opinion, but two is the bare minimum.
0: One of my thoughts, pending a kickoff game. Okay, if it's a noon kickoff, you have at least two TVs. Um, make sure the m- menu accommodates. Yes, like Sinister. if you're have two TVs, you got big noon kickoff on one channel and college game day on the other on the other TV. And if you're if you're traveling to a tailgate, make sure you're there about an hour. Or an hour and a half before the kickoff, so you can pregame a little bit, hang out, get some conversations in. Because the last thing you want to do is have a full blown conversation during a ballgame.
1: That's smart. Just get your talking done right away. I like that. I do agree. I mean, I'll even touch upon this cast. If you're going to a tailgate, because now I was kind of giving like at home pointers, if you're going to a tailgate, play out your part where you're going to park ahead of time. Plan out, you know where, because if you're going to like to Columbus, it, parking's almost impossible to find. You gotta know your spots or have something booked ahead of time. Do do your due diligence. Get get on Park Mobile or go to go up by Ford Street and Summit. Park your car there. Walk down. Give yourself plenty of time to find parking. Then you know at least an hour to get to the tailgate, enjoy yourself. and then at least thirty to forty minutes to walk, get to the stadiums, and get settled in.
0: If you're hosting a tailgate, make sure your food menu is a done be- half hour before kickoff. Mm. You don't want to start you don't want to start eating right at kickoff. You want to get that little bit of food in there, you know, get the beer flowing. That's why I always say if you're going to a tailgate or if you're hosting a tailgate, I always invite people an hour or two be, an hour or two before kickoff. you can enjoy that time. Enjoy that food. I mean there's always gonna be seconds. That's when, a great point.
1: That's a great point, Cass.
0: Also if you show up an hour or two early, you know there's always somebody fasting late. You get good parking.
1: Exactly. Uh I mean that's really all I had, just just some minor things. Oh. Uh here's some actually another thing if you're doing at home tailgate and you have a yard get a gazebo like a a, like something with a covering and also see if you can get either fans or heaters like those those like outdoor heaters fans for the beginning of the season you might want like a fan or two and then you're gonna want an outdoor heater for when it gets cold in like october november because you still want to be able to like grill and stuff outside and watch watch you know football but uh, I think I think the heater is kind of key, and they're not expensive. You can get them for like sixty bucks. Yeah. Also, to
0: it, get with your people of what you want them to bring. Yeah. Because you don't want them to be like, oh, if, say, say, for instance, we have a, a, a tailgate for the Penn State game. It's a we already know it's a big noon kickoff, and. Say we want to do. Hey, we're going to do brunch for a big noon kickoff game, like that game. You don't want you don't want somebody bring a taco salad. No,
1: no, no. You want synergy. You want you want if you, if you're doing brunch, someone brings the mimosas, someone brings the bagel, someone brings the croissant, brings, nuts. Yeah, the the eggs. I don't know. Just keep it keep it consistent. Um, I'm trying to think also Uh, if it's a night game and you're hosting
0: plan to have at least somebody stay all night because they might be too drunk to
1: drive home. That's a have, have, yeah, that's a great point. Have extra space and blankets out. uh, And I'll, in order to promote this too. try to get a keg, get a keg uh, before the season starts. You can get them cheap and they're cheap to refill for the most part. Keg will save you a lot of money just buying beer. Uh, you keep that cool, and I'm not promoting you know drinking, but it's uh, people are gonna want beer, so consider getting a keg. Yeah, I mean that's that's really all I got uh, on, on the tailgating tips. Uh, just as a pro, um, those are my tips. Oh, cornhole, cornhole, or uh, a, palm yard table. Yeah, a yard game? Yeah, a yard game, yard game. Because they. For me, I'm a tail. I, I,
0: if I want to go to a tailgate and watch college football and blah blah blah, I, if it's a night game, I'm sh- you best believe that big cast is showing up at three thirty, four o'clock for those for those uh, afternoon games.
1: Oh, here's a tip. You, you, this is a controversial one. Invite someone who isn't a fan of the team you're rooting for, but like they're not they're not like a Michigan fan. They're just like. Invite someone who just might not be a a fan of Ohio State. Like they could be a freaking. It uh, it
0: could be like if we're inviting if you were inviting my buddy uh, AP, who's a Penn State fan, and we have him over for the Ohio State Notre Dame.
1: Yeah, you guys. Because it's just good to have a non-biased person there to get a read on how the game's going. Because like. Obviously, we're very biased. We're going to be panicking and just like, oh, everything's fine. Everything. If if someone who has really no um, interest in the game is putting out, like, vibes, you, you can get a
0: read. Always, and always invite that family member or friend that likes football but is not a huge football fan, but you know they're going to crack some jokes to make you laugh because there might be a play – that Ohio State does or your favorite team does that you don't like, but they're going to make a stupid joke about a commercial. (laughs) And you're just going to look at them and laugh because they're just there to spend time with family and friends even though they don't really care about
1: football. That's what it's all about. (laughs) As I'm watching, Rutgers versus UCLA. (laughs) Good segue. Uh, So... Um. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Super conferences. So we got a few minutes left. Not Big Ten is still kind of seeing Notre Dame. Seeing we yeah they're seeing where the dust settles. It looks like Stanford Notre Dame would be my guess, but Notre, Notre Dame, Dame. Yeah, Notre Dame is going to really make this difficult. Um, I I still think I know there's that rumor going out
0: that Virginia Clemson. Um. UNC. Virginia, UNC, and Florida State are talking with the SEC. I think the ACC is waiting on what the Notre Dame
1: does. I just, I, how can we split up UNC and Duke? I think that's Man, incredible. how can you split up Miami and Florida State? It's crazy.
0: Um, I mean, I look at it this way. I think the ACC, the Big Ten, are waiting to see what Notre Dame does, and Notre Dame just sitting back. I think Notre Dame's trying to wait off and see if they can don't have to pay the ACC, that money, but if Notre Dame can sit there and say, hey, we're just going to join the ACC, that opens the floodgates because then Clemson's not leaving, Florida State's not leaving, Miami's not leaving, UNC's not leaving. The ACC would just get stronger. That'll open, okay, the Big Ten will be like, okay, we'll get Washington, Oregon, uh, Stanford,
1: Stanford and Cal. And I I completely forgot, forgot about Cal last week. Uh, say what you want about the academics. I mean, say what you want about the athletics. The academics are fantastic. I um, think.
0: I think all in all, I think the Big Ten. I don't think they want any more football powerhouses. I think they want those academics. I think they're going. To, I think we're going to get Cal and Stanford. I think we're going to get Oregon and Washington. That's perfect. Or in or in or Notre Dame. I think we could get Cal, Stanford, Notre Dame, and. Oregon or Washington. I I
1: strongly believe that. I I, mean, my thing is go get Cal and Stanford, and I know that's crazy because adding Notre Dame doesn't really do anything else.
0: I think too the SEC doesn't want to get any more powers. I think the power they want is Clemson, and I think I think they want like second tier ACC programs. That's why Virginia, UNC. I think if. The SEC can get one more power, which would be Clemson. I think. I think honestly, I think us. I think the SEC and and the Big Ten are just looking. Oh, once we get to twenty, we're top. We're done.
1: And it's either they do the pod thing, which I, I think. Which, by the way, everyone stole my idea. And I wrote it on the article. Yeah, I mean, I, I the article that we spoke. We spoke. We like. We came out with this the pod idea that Thursday night when everything got announced, and then just everyone's now suddenly in the pod. The pod idea. So I'm taking. I'm taking credit for that cast. Um, just want to say,
0: like, like I told Blake when he edited, it, I was like, I was like Dan laid the foundation and I added the sides.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> like you put the pod idea in there and I took it and I threw in the like you put you added the roast. The steak roast. I added the p- carrots, the potatoes,
1: the onions, the gravy. Yeah, it's – I mean, it's – the. the it, that's the right way to do it. It's just going to be – I'm curious how many teams are going to cap it at. I think 20 might be the standard. I think, 20, I think it's I, – I strongly
0: believe – I think it's four conferences of 20 teams. I really do.
1: It makes sense, right. though, and then you do, you do you do the mini playoff to get to your conference championship and win, and then the conference winners have truly won something. They've been in playoff like, games. By one game. Yeah, it's not – I mean, th- think about it. The week, like, the, the week where we get Army-Navy, would, we would just be doing those extra, you know, those, those playoff. Yeah, which would be Actually,
0: awesome. No, the week we get Army-Navy would be the, the conference championship games.
1: I would say almost too. They could do they could make it like NCAA tournament style where you know we just go to like for example Big Ten, they do it Indianapolis and they do the games back to back. So you just go, you know, we're gonna have the uh, Northwestern and Iowa fans and like Ohio State fans and Penn State fans all in the stadium together. I but think I, that would be
0: fun. I think you could still do neutral sites. I think you call Detroit. I mm. think you call Indianapolis, I think you call Minnesota. You play in those domes, and I think, and I think you call Las Vegas. Be those, four, those four cities will host the semi finals. No, no, you'd only have two semi. I think you do Minnesota, Indianapolis, Detroit as your semifinal games, one of those three, and then Las Vegas is the Big Ten championship.
1: I love it. I mean, it's all going to work itself out, Cass. But uh, we got about 40 seconds left. Uh, anything else, Cass?
0: Um, No, going on vacation for my birthday next week. So
1: uh, I will be out for next week. Um, So, yeah, I'll be in the Bahamas. I'm jealous. Um, I'm just going to be here doing yard work. But as always, thank you so much for listening to the Bunch of Nuts podcast. Uh, We'll keep you updated on the conference situation on Twitter. But as always, stay happy, stay healthy, and go Bucks. Go Bucks.